Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen And I can't remember if I've already sung the intro like this before But this is how I'm singing it today Hi Ginny Hello No, I, I do believe that is a new uh, melody that you just came up with I haven't is heard it? that one yet Are we sure? Are we sure that's a new melody? I'm Who knows? Sure. We'll have to get the statisticians, the statistical people. Do we have any statistical people? Probably not. We'll just Is ask Carla, out? our number one listener, Carla. Ah, number one listener, Carla. Hi, Carla. <laughs> Hi, you can Carla. do the stats. You can do the stats. You can log every time. Not only every time I sing the intro, but also the different tunes that I use to sing the intro. You can also... Log every time I um, use the word wonderful because yeah. it gets it gets boring sometimes the amount of, of, of times I use the word uh, wonderful on, on any show, whether it is this show Morgan hasn't seen or on uh, It's a Wonderful um, podcast. And I will probably uh, speak a little bit about the the announcement that was made on on last Friday's It's a Wonderful Podcast a little bit during some point in uh, today's uh, episode. But, Janine, hello again. Hello, Morgan. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about Men in Black 3. Why are we talking about Men in Black 3? Because this is our third series, we're doing the Men in Black movies in anticipation of Men in Black International. So we've discussed oh. one, two, and now three. So Big yeah. anticipation for Men in Black International. <laughs> Big anticipation. If we, are, if we are to believe what anybody says about Men in Black International, we it's maybe kind of picked the wrong series to do right now. But you know what, Janine? We picked it, so we're sticking with it. <laughs> we are. Commit. And uh, we we are, yeah, very, very committed to the cause, um, which is a good thing uh, to be our episode on Men in Black International. We haven't seen the movie yet, but that will be coming out next, next Wednesday. Um, yeah, but today it's Men in Black 3. And, uh, what, 2012 this one came out? Yes. So it's, it's a good ten years after the second one. Uh, it was one of those, maybe one of those se- uh, long-awaited sequels that no one was maybe asking for, one of those type of deals. Uh, I guess how many Black International is, really, because it has been, you know, seven years since that. Um, people like to make sequels a decade after they should. Yeah, that's usually uh, how it works. And I don't think I've seen this movie since seeing it in the theater in 2012. I mean, so, is there any reason for that? I mean, I think I remember thinking it was okay. And I don't think I had revisited the other ones before seeing it. I just didn't really remember it, so I kind of told myself, well, if I didn't really remember it and didn't really think to revisit it, it must not have been that good. So I wasn't expecting much from this rewatch. 
A question is, Janine, uh, how was the rewatch for you? Did you enjoy it? Do you regret not seeing it again earlier? I don't have any heartbreaking regrets for not revisiting it, but I actually did really enjoy it more than I remembered. My heart is broken. Yes, oh my gosh. I am a shell. I am a shell of a human being now that I did not rewatch Men in Black 3 earlier. 3, yeah. So it, does but it was a lot better than you remember. Travel. Yes, it is. And it kind of circles back nicely, sets up some nice emotional beats with uh, K and J, which I really liked. Yeah, I uh, I really liked this movie. Oh my God, was it so much better than the second one? Oh my gosh, yes. And I didn't remember the second one being that bad until last week when we talked about it. It's just... It, it, well, we did talk about it last week, so go go and listen over to the to, to the Men in Black 2 episode, but, oh my god, the amount of this is 2002 references that were made during <laughs> Men in Black 2 out. was outrageous. <laughs> yes. Um... I did not care for that. And, I mean, I guess they couldn't do that with Men in Black 3 because it's a time travel movie and it goes back to 1969 with uh, Josh Brolin as perfect young Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, my gosh. He was so good. He He really is. He mimicked Tommy very well. I mean, I don't know where Josh Brolin is from. I can only assume the exact same part of Texas that Tommy Lee Jones is from. Yeah. Because um, he sounded exactly like him. He did. It was The faces he made, everything spot on. It really is kind of perfect genius casting for yes. to cast Josh Brolin their, as, as, as young this King. This is uh, one of three connections between them I can think of. I can do this. I can do this. I know this. We have no country for old men. Yes. And we have the general MCU. Yes. And everybody Good forgets job. Tommy Lee Jones was in the general MCU. <laughs> yeah. He's he was the colonel in the first Avenger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you want to do the quote, Janine? <laughs> I already did it. No, I didn't hear. I was talk. I was shouting over you as I am one to do. Over it. Do so the quote. So you'll again. have heartbreaking regrets that you missed. You gotta do the quote again. Do the do the, quote. do the do the quote again, just for me, please. He's still skinny. Yeah, he is still skinny, but we don't care. We do not care. But yeah, I really loved this movie. Um, I I was led to believe it was like. More on par with the second one than the first one. In terms of quality, I found it more on par with the first one. And I, you know how much I loved the first one from what we did. It's a kind of a different movie. It's like a really different movie. Um, yeah, we kind of came to the realization that they all pretty much do the same thing, but we, execute it in different ways. Well, yeah, that is true. But I just, I, re, I, uh, I thought the time travel was done really quite well and, and competently 
in Men in Black oh, 3. Oh, yeah, that's always a tricky aspect in time travel movies. But I think they, like, set some fairly simple rules and stuck to them well, because that's what always might cause problems oh, in yeah. a time travel movie is they set up these rules and they're not consistent and they get too muddled and confused and then you're lost and you don't know what's happening or you're just kind of disappointed because they didn't really follow what they set up. But this movie, they kept it fairly simple so you could kind of follow it and still not really knock them too much for breaking any of their time travel rules. Yeah. And I mean, it's a super silly movie anyway. It's, you know, where where the first Men in Black feels like a, you know, it's, it's a good sci-fi comedy, but it's kind of, it's a little bit m- more mature. It's got its weirdness to it. But it's a, it's, it's almost a, yeah, the humor comes from the weirdness rather than the silliness. I feel like the yeah. second one went way too silly, and it's just kind of, I mean, maybe it didn't go way too silly because actually maybe the third one is a bit sillier than the second one. It just seemed to fit the I'd movie better. It just yeah. seemed to fit the whole tone of the movie better. Maybe the third one was, from the get-go, just planned to be a very... It's it's almost more of a family comedy, the third one. I'd say that, yeah. Um, whereas, the, yeah, the first one, I think, is some of the humour you would only get if you were of a certain level of maturity, um, which is why I think I really like the... The, the first one um, and I think it's the best film of the three and from what we can from, from what we can believe it's the still the best film of the four um, but I really like Men in Black 3 for not oh, not yeah, it was really yeah not just for what it was but I think what it wanted to do it did really really well um, because it, it, it and how they kind of did the thing that they always do, which is basically like one's kind of showing the other one the ropes, and then whatever they're looking for is kind of hidden in plain sight, which is basically oh. what happens in all three of them. Do we? <laughs> but the way they executed it and added that extra layer of emotion was really yeah, nice. Yeah, it was. Uh, and it felt in that way very much like the first one, because you had that. Uh, the friendship between J and K in the first one, and then obviously K going off and into flashy thing retirement. Um, yes. after the after the first one, which was a nice emotional beat, but yeah, this one almost felt a little. It had a little bit more emotion to it because it was almost Jay's story, as mu- in the end, as much as it was about yeah. young. Uh, K because we find out that Luke Cage is Will Smith's father and uh, that (laughs) was fun I mean Mike Coulter looks very slim and weird with hair and And weird with hair (laughs) and in a military uniform and yeah and no go Mike Coulter you look better now I'm just going to say that as Luke Cage Luke Cage, Mike Coulter, really, really, a uh, really well built, uh, filled out Mike Coulter, uh, yeah. looks better than haired, slim Mike Coulter, bald <laughs> Mike Coulter, 
is better than uh, Hair on Head Young. Mike Coulter. And that me. was like a nice surprise. I forgot he was in it along with Michael Stuhlbarg. Who oh, Michael Stuhlbarg. Like everything now. Yeah. He was, yeah, totally he was he a sweetheart. He was. He was like a very adorable character. But he kind of... I mean, he does tend to be that you did bring up the point before that he, he does kind of tend to uh, be that kind of quite a sweet character. You think of him in The Shape of Water or in yes. Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name, yeah. He... Um, he does kind of have always have this this good heart to him. Um, yeah, he's always and coming in, in with the lovable assist, I'd say. A lovable assist, yes, that's exactly what he is doing. It is also impossible to spell his name. Yeah. How do you spell Stuhlbarg? Or is it Stuhlbarg? I don't know. Spelling bee. We're having a spelling bee right now. Janine, please spell. Stuhlbarg. Uh, S-T-U-H-L-B-A-R-G. Stuhlbarg. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> well done. You've won the spelling bee. The Morgan Carla, hasn't Google seen it spelling and get back bee. to us. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone please... But no, I, I really liked him in this uh, as Griffin, the uh, the big important thing that was hiding in plain sight. Uh, and even the is, rules is they set up for him being able to see alternate realities, but he can't really see. He can see a bunch of different ones, but he doesn't know which one it's going to be until it gets close enough. I liked that it wasn't like a for sure thing that he knew what was going to happen every time. He just had yeah. different alternate ones that he saw and he didn't really know which one it was going to be until like right at that moment so i liked that yeah and it works really well with the whole with the time travel thing that he's there because he's kind of guiding uh jay through the whole movie being like oh well if you do this then it's not the right version yeah, and, and then him kind of saying to himself, oh, I love this version. He's like, oh, I hate this version, you know, yeah. once he realizes what's going to happen. He also uh, makes a, a big point of, uh, of of baseball in this movie. Oh, yeah. There's like, the there's like a shocking amount of New York Mets stuff. <laughs> there is. For a, Brandon for a, a, would be a, very excited. Brandon would be very excited. 1969 New York Mets World Series champions. Uh, we get to watch that happen thanks to Michael Stuhlbach. And he names it as like his most favorite moment in human history. The, <laughs> the, the best moment in human history. Think of all the moments in sure human history. I'm pretty sure that's what history. he says, right? <laughs> I think it is. But look, look, all the moments of human history... The 1969 world world champion New York Mets are the best. That says something about how... (laughs) (laughs) I think that says something about how miraculous the 1969 New York Mets were. 
if that is the best moment in human his history. His favorite. He can see all these alternate futures, but that is his most favorite thing he's ever seen. Out of any alternate future and past possible. Of anything. The single greatest moment is that one catch <laughs> from the final game of the 1969 World Series. But yeah, I wasn't expecting that level of... Um, of detail on on the sport of baseball and the New York Mets in this movie. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. Something else I was not expecting and I kind of forgot about and I actually kind of appreciated was the whole aspect of how a black person would actually be treated in 1969. Because, you know, people love to play that fun little time travel game like, oh, if you could go back in time, what decade would you go back to? And I always think to myself, well, you know, there was no decade that really was kind to me except maybe now. So I can't play that game with you. So I appreciated that when he, when Jay goes back to 1969, there are some like, you know, like the guy who's helping him use the time travel device actually says to him, oh, you might get stuck here. And this wasn't a great time for you people. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, oh, it's kind of true. Yeah. And then, you know, when he gets pulled over for stealing a car and he kind of calls out the cops and the cops are being very obviously, you know, <laughs> racist very against obviously him. Very obviously late like, 60s I just... white people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And... You know, he's like, just because I'm black doesn't mean I stole this car. Well, I did steal this car, but not because I'm black. That was perhaps so the funniest. But they actually kind of addressed him going back in time and how people would actually legitimately treat him. Yeah. So, I mean, they didn't have to do that, but they did. And I thought that was kind of fun and smart. And the way they kind of made it into comedy, I think all that worked. Yeah, I think that was probably the funniest line scene of 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 the movie yeah. it's definitely the smartest um uh, yeah. and yeah i mean playing the uh what period would you go back in time to game is tends to be fairly mm. easy for me um you know that's nothing nothing anybody can help now i guess yeah but uh maybe i don't know I don't know. Yeah, not a good game to play. <laughs> not a not, yeah. a, not a not a great. I'll just say I would go to back play. to the nineties. <laughs> yeah, to the nineties, or maybe like the. Yeah. Uh, what about like the fourteen nineties? How how would that fare? Yeah. I guess there's been no uh, evil European colonialism at that point. Probably. So I'd be getting uh, killed. Although they, yeah, off my land I guess or something. there would still be, so. you know, lions to deal with. Nobody yeah. wants that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ginny. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really smart. And I completely forgot about that. So Yeah, it yeah, was. Well done movie for actually kind of taking that into account and not ignoring that. Well well, well done, movie. Well done. Um, yeah, no, I really, I really like that. I really thought they did well with sort of uh, developing nineteen sixty nine 
as well. It, it didn't feel kind. It didn't feel like two dimensional. Felt like there was enough stuff going no. on there. Like you said, they put that a uh, bit of political or socio political uh, relevance in there as well. And obviously, the the whole ending is to do with the shuttle going off, the Apollo shuttle going off. Um, Neil Armstrong sat there in his in his top. I don't know the proper terms for things. I'm not a scientist, Brandon. In his rocket ship, <laughs> I'm just going to call it a rocket him. ship. <laughs> he sat there in his rocket ship. Okay, that works. That works. And uh, yeah. They end up putting the uh, whatever it's called on the top of that, and it stops Jermaine Clement from taking over the, the world. The Arknet, I believe it's called. The art, the Arknet. Did they just? Yes, I think that's what it was called. Did they just merge? And it protects Earth from Skynet. The alien intrusion, I guess. It I protects know. Earth from Jermaine Clement. Not that Earth needs protecting from Jermaine Clement. I would happily. Have Jermaine Clement as my overlord. Yeah, well, let's talk about he's him. He's the best villain Would in the you whole say series. He's the best villain. Yeah. Yes. I love Jermaine Clement. Jermaine Clement only needs to stand still and not say anything for me to laugh at him. Um, he is great. I love him, and he is honestly wonderful in in this movie. I really found his villain to be very compelling, but also. He knows exactly what he knows exactly the level of silliness that the movie wants from it, him. Yeah. Like the makeup looked great, the voice he was doing was great, the whole argument he was having with his uh other self was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And them just like growling at each other. <laughs> yeah. And obviously the movie sort of opens with him. Yeah. And Nicole Scherzinger. Who I was not expecting to yes, see. Yes, I the forgot movie she was in it too. There were some a lot of interesting cameos in this movie. The I, f- I feel like the the amount of cameos in many black movies is insane. Oh yeah, all the people that they tiny... say are aliens. I think this one we got David yeah. Beckham and Tim Burton and Lady Gaga on the screens. Yao Ming was yeah. also on the screen <laughs> um, as an alien. Which is unfair because just because the man's eight foot tall or however tall he was doesn't mean he's an alien. Must don't be, be an alien. Must be an alien. Lady Gaga as well, obviously, must be yeah. an alien. I mean, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but we but we like we like all the cameos that they managed to throw yes. in there. You have and Bill Hader in here as oh well. Oh yeah, as agent. As Andy Warhol. Or Agent, yeah, Agent W, I guess. Uh, is is that what he is, was? Was he Agent W? I don't know. I like to think it. I like to think that. I can't remember, but yeah, he's Andy Warhol, who's actually a Men in Black agent, and all models are aliens from the planet Glamoria. <laughs> Glamoria. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a nice name. Glamorous Gloria. Just merge the two and you get Glamoria. Glamoria. Is that where Jermaine Clement's from? Or is that where, what's his name, Boris? Is that where he's from? Where's he from? No, he wasn't from Glamoria. He was from... I don't remember. Or is that where Bill Hader's from? No, he's a Men in Black agent. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> did you did you watch the movie, Morgan? Yes, but I was too taken aback by the fact that it was Bill, Bill Hader, Hader playing Andy Warhol, Andy Warhol uh, to actually pay attention to what was going on. <laughs> I think. And I was looking but at all the other did. cameos. I, I swear I saw Gary Oldman. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did say that. I'm like, I don't see what you're talking about. But okay. I was convinced I saw Gary Oldman in this movie. He's a boglodite. Oh, Jermaine Clement is? Yeah. A boglodite, okay. Yes. Boris the animal, but it's just Boris. <laughs> but yeah, every time people call him Boris the animal, he gets very annoyed and says, it's Boris. It's just Boris. Thanks, And this Jermaine. movie we did, we did lose someone. We did. And gain another person. So Zed's yeah, dead, did. baby. Zed's <laughs> dead. <laughs> he is. Not that Zed. Uh, Agent no. Zed. Rip <laughs> Torn, the best name in the whole history of life the whole of movie history yes rip and we get emma thompson replacing him yeah and i didn't realize this i didn't realize this was where emma thompson comes in in because i've seen the trailers for the the trailers so i said i thought oh emma thompson's in this movie where does she come from Uh, she she's agent O. she was in the last one okay yes fair enough i liked her i liked her in this she she didn't have a great deal to do and then, you know, when you go back in time, they kind of imply that he, uh, Kay actually had a little romance with Agent O. Oh, a definitely. So they were okay. <laughs> they were okay, which was another great joke. <laughs> yeah. And I forget exactly how the joke went, yeah. but it was very well delivered from Will Smith. Yes, it was. Uh, and it made me laugh, uh, laugh a lot. Yeah, that's why, uh, that's why... Kay's all, you know, closed off emotionally in his old yeah. grizzled age. Um, from his from his romance with uh, with Emma Thompson or young oh, Emma yeah. Thompson, who played young O. I believe her name is Alice Eve. Okay. She was in the third Star Trek movie. Into Darkness, I believe. That was that was the second one. That was the second one where yeah. she just like has her clothes off for no reason. Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch the new Star Trek movies. What? Morgan hasn't okay. seen Star well, Trek. Morgan adding hasn't that seen to Star the list of Morgan hasn't seen. Morgan Jeez. has seen Star Trek the original series. Morgan has seen Star Trek the original series, but Morgan hasn't seen any Star Trek movie. Any J.J. Abrams Star Trek, along with all the other ones? Along with all the other ones, Morgan has never seen a single Star Trek movie. Wow. Well, I've never seen any of the older ones. I've only seen the J.J. Abrams one, so that might be something interesting to we can do, do. Yeah, we can do that. Down the line. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we've fun. planned out a stupid amount ahead, which is always fun. Um, because oh, yeah. then sometimes when we think, oh, should we do this? Oh, no, wait, we have the next 14 years planned out. Yeah. <laughs> what we're doing. I mean, and we can always change and move we things can. around. But Could we maybe change, you know, the next series? No, nope, no. that is set in stone. 
Next uh, month, I, we will be doing the Fast and Furious movies in great anticipation for Hobbs uh, and Shaw. Are you yeah, sure buddy. we can't change it to nope, Star nope, Trek? Nope, I'm sorry. <laughs> nope, nope, sorry, buddy. It's happening. It's are you happening. sure? I'm positive. Just let it happen. I'm just going to keep doing this in the microphone until you tell me it's nope, okay nope. that we can change to Star nope. Trek. It's never going to happen. I think this is going to be so much fun. Hmm. Well, you'll have to get guests on to tempt me to. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see about that. If anyone express any interest in being a guest? We have so we have uh, we have stuff uh, in the works. <laughs> yes, we, we have do. stuff in the works. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, other stuff about Men in Black Three because I honestly really did very much, very much enjoy this uh, this movie. I I did say to you that it, it weirdly maybe it's just because we've just watched them as well but it kind of felt similar to the john wick franchise for me not in content in any way but in terms of i think the fact that the first movie is technically the best the simplest the most consistent the second movie is easily the weakest and does the weirdest stuff and the third movie kind of blends them together to create what may be my favorite of the three. Not the it best. Does the kind of circle back and connection yeah. to the first one and yeah. I'd, not I'd, the, I'd agree with that assessment. Yeah, I'm not saying that Many Black 3 is better than the first Many Black. I don't think it is, but it may be my favorite because I sort of really loved watching it. I had a lot a lot of fun watching it and I thought actually that as as good as Vincent D'Onofrio was in the, in the first one, the villain story in this third one, maybe it was just because it was Jermaine Clement, and I have a very big fondness for that glorious man. Um, maybe it's just because it was him, but I was more compelled by him than I was about D'Onofrio in the first. And even uh, Laura Flynn Boyle. Well, yeah, but that was weird. Again... That was all, that was another instance of Men in Black 2 being, this is 2002, this is what someone who is attractive looks like. Yeah. And I'm just sat there going, is it though? Well, Jack Nicholson seemed to think so. Jack, do we trust what Jack Nicholson thinks? <laughs> do we, in, in, in good sane mind... <laughs> Trust what I think Jack they Nicholson dated for thinks. a good long while, so he saw she was attractive. Well, I'm I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did, does <laughs> and used to. I don't know what goes through Jack Nicholson's mind. Jack Jack will be Jack. Um, I will be me. And I happen to think Jermaine Clement is far more attractive. Than <laughs> Laura Flynn Boyle. Okay. Have you seen Jermaine Clement he... when he's got a little beard? Yes. Have you seen Jermaine Clement in, in What We Do in the Shadows? Wow. I have, <laughs> yes. The scene when he's... The scene when Tyker goes into him and he's just there with, like, six women. Wow, Jermaine. <laughs> yes. I'm only, I've only got eyes for you, Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Only got eyes for Jermaine so Clement. You would have played that Nicole Scherzinger part, so you could. Oh yeah! Oh nice for tongue, sure! A yeah. Nice tongue in the throat. That like was that. nasty. That was horrible. <laughs> There's no need for such violence. Yeah. I mean, a good way to show that it's all. Ca- I mean, the the prison guards who were there look as 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 uncomfortable as as they should when that yeah. situation's going on. Um, I like the fact that there's a prison on the moon. Oh yeah, that's cool. And then you that's see cool. like the space landing stuff like right there. Yeah, <laughs> and Jermaine Jermaine Clements prison. doing the big you know small gravity jumps over the flag (laughs) (laughs) because this is america's moon what does that mean stupid america (laughs) (laughs) we can say that neither of us are technically american yeah technically neither of us are american so we can say that although we have lost all of our listenership now (laughs) yeah i think so (laughs) Uh, because we have simply said stupid America. Um, yeah, we're going to get shut down. God damn it. Why did I say? Why do I say this these was things? Great. I, we had a good run, buddy. Yeah. This is it. Bye. No. <laughs> play the intro. Play the outro music. Play the outro music. You you see but, you, you um, like singing I the music say, as much as I like singing I the intros. <laughs> you will say Don't what say. will you say, Janine? I am sorry. <laughs> I was saying, um, effects wise, I feel like this was kind of in between the first and second. The effects in the second one were terrible. Yeah. The effects in the first one were really good and they did a lot of practical, which was great. Um and this one kind of did a little bit of both. So the practical stuff looked really great, but the more like CGI stuff looked really gummy and green screeny and not the best. I completely agree. Because Jermaine Clement is kind of all practical, all his prosthetics and what have you, and he looks really good. And all the other aliens uh, seem practical, at least. Um, I believe they, they are. Um, but yeah, it's the CG when... Will Smith when Jay is traveling through time and sort of falling off the yeah. Chrysler building and all that sort of stuff. The doors look awful. Yeah. It doesn't look good in the slightest. And for that little And especially for 30 that time, seconds, it's like 2012. How does it still look so green screeny and outlined? And I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. When you think... I don't know. When you think three years before they were making Avatar, which still looks great. Um, yeah. I mean, this special effects are weird. You can't, for some reason, there is no correlation between the year of special effects and the quality of special effects. Yeah. Because special effects that were produced in the 50s look better than some that are produced now. They just. That is kind of true. It's kind of true. It's just weird. It's a weird area of movies. It's not like, you know, you you can, yeah, okay. There's different styles and different ways of doing things, but generally you can 
look at, uh, I don't know, okay, styles of acting, for instance. People don't act in movies the way people acted in the 40s. They don't do that now. If they did that now, it would look weird. It would seem strange. It wouldn't be right. So that, okay, it moves on with the time. Effects just don't seem to do that. There's, yeah. there's effects. When they try to do CG stuff, like it just doesn't read right. I don't I get, know. And you think I, we're you're getting into the most advanced yeah. that it's been since the first one came out, what, like ninety seven and Yeah. Uh, just no. I get it's a budget thing as well, obviously, but I can't imagine Men yeah. in Black Three had a weak budget. I wouldn't think so. Or, for example, I, I can't, mean, you know, I can't imagine any movies that have have come out this year that, you know, okay, you look at something like Endgame, whose effects was excellent, you know, really, that is what you look at in terms of, okay, that's what effects should be looking like. And maybe that's a bit, maybe that's being a bit too entitled, because obviously the budget for that is insane and, and the amount of passion for that is insane that goes in, you know, yeah. producing it. Um, but then you, but then something could come out the week after Avengers Endgame and the effects, you know, it might still be a, a big budget blockbuster movie, but the effects look awful in comparison. Yeah. It doesn't... And it just I, again, I get it's it. Weird, I get but it. But I do appreciate that they still stuck with um a lot of practical stuff and that stuff did look pretty great yeah it's why i can always it's why i will always say practical is always better for me because it's tough to make a practice i don't know because practical effects have always looked the same yeah or better there's no way of doing practical effects worse than they used to do them than cgi yeah. But yeah, not even just CGI, but there is no way of doing there is no way someone would create practical effects today that looked worse than practical effects did 20 years ago. Than what was going on years ago, yeah. yeah. There's no possible way. I actually way. found like I actually found a really cool YouTube channel, um The Corridor Crew and they are like you know how they have kind of those things where a professional will analyze something in a movie. So like a lawyer will analyze like courtroom scenes. Yeah, yeah. So they actually have these these VFX artists and they analyze special effects in movies like the good and the bad and they kind of talk about how they did it and why it looks bad and what is making it not read right. So they actually have like a lot of cool episodes. There's one that I think they just came out with that like analyzes the special effects in the Star Wars prequels. Okay, and you know, all- so yeah, I mean, and they look at like the effects that you know when people first saw that first Aladdin trailer mm. with the genie, like they analyzed that. So it's really cool, like you know, take on that whole a professional analyzes something in a movie that pertains to their craft. So I thought that was really cool. So yeah, worth a check. The Corridor Crew, check them. I out. like that, and I get that I may be coming off as like uneducated or you know shouty or whatever it may be but i don't know (laughs) i just want effects to look good and i just think that you have a better chance of 
effects looking good if you stick to all practical. That's just my feelings. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, this was kind of in between. It did, um, you know, practical stuff pretty well and the CGI stuff not so great. The first one did everything fairly well and the second one was just a mess. Apart from that one scene in the first one where uh, Agent J has to deliver that alien baby and the arms sort of flapping him about the car. That looks very Mm -hmm. 90s CGI. But, okay. (laughs) Moving on from ranting about effects. (laughs) um, Special effects. Is there anything else in, in Men in Black 3 that we kind of really appreciated? Um, well, I'd say that ending that kind of circles back, mm-hmm. like the whole when Jay is with K in the 60s, um, he sees the K that he knows now, but he also sees bits of him before he kind of lost that, you know, f- fun, I yeah. guess, if he ever was fun, you know, um, and then that whole ending, he sees that you know, Kay was with him when he was a little boy. Like his father gets killed and he comes out of the truck as a four year old boy and Kay is there and he's asking where his dad is. And he, you know, actual Jay is looking on in the bushes and he sees all this happening and he realizes that's him. And they even make some references to it earlier on where he's kind of talking about how his dad was never there. And of course he doesn't remember because Kay, you know, flashy Flashy thing (laughs) yes and takes a walk with him on the beach and so that kind of like was very sweet that he was kind of looking out for him all these years yes it really is so when you come to the first one you realize Kay was keeping an eye on him and this was kind of the whole partnership was was kind of meant to be and I like that yeah, um, I like that. And obviously... It, it, so you you are to believe that Will Smith is like 47 years old. Agent point. J? If you're... Yeah. Agent J, yes. Which, okay. Because Will Smith always looks the same age. for the, He's looked the same age for the last yeah. 20 years. I believe Will so. Smith was born in 1968. So, I mean, it's only like maybe three years off that he would be four years old in 1969. And, hey, black no crack. So, no. I mean, it's Very true. highly possible that he could be 47 in 2012. That's what I said. Will Smith has looked the same for 20 years. Oh, mind you, also yeah. Keanu Reeves has looked the same for 20 years. Oh, and yeah. Keanu Reeves is not black, Janine. I don't know if you'd noticed that. <laughs> Nor is Paul um, Red. So I don't know what these people are doing that... Maybe it's fair to say that they are both witches, uh, which I would yeah, be I would perhaps. be in favour of, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but then, of course, uh, you get down with that. The sort of ending of the movie, you you get that little. It flashes all the way back to the start of of this movie, where it's they're in that like diner, and Agent J's just really happy to see actual Tommy Lee Jones again. <laughs> Yeah, and he catches him singing some Alicia Keys, and he's like, "How do you know that song?" <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! And then, and then you yeah. you get that horrendous Pitbull song during the uh, uh, end yeah. credits, Bye, babe. which 
Oh my God, what happened to Men in Black post, uh, not post credits, what happened to Men in Black end credit songs, Janine, since the first one, because of the, yeah. the Will Smith rapped. They progressively got worse. They really did. Nobody liked The first liked. one was great. The second one was mediocre at best, and then Pitbull does this weird back in time song. Mm, nobody likes Pitbull. <sighs> Pitbull ruins everything. Pitbull... <laughs> Pitbull's songs, and especially remixes, tend to just ruin near enough everything. Look at the horrendousness that was that one scene in Aquaman. Yeah, that song just kind of came out of nowhere. It and didn't make any sense. No, it sounded sorry, awful. Pitbull. It's my least favourite thing about that movie. Yeah. And I really like that movie, apart from Slow-mo that Slow-mo walking on the beach all wet and hot do a pitbull song kind of just out of nowhere idiots idiots pitbull i mean (laughs) look he's made a good career for himself pitbull does have some good songs okay does he does he he tries to break into movie territory and sampling territory janine Mm, no not so much janine i'm looking at you with a face of confusion right now (laughs) You have just come out with the statement Pitbull has some good songs. He does have some good songs. No. You are mistaken. <laughs> there is no To each their there. own, Morgan. Okay. To, yeah, I thought we had similar music tastes, Janine. Evidently not. We do. We do. Evidently not, Janine. I'm just trying to get you all riled up for yeah. next month. Oh, God. <laughs> How many Pitbull songs appear in Too Fast, Too Furious? No, every movie has a Pitbull song. You joking? You, know? you joking? <laughs> I would believe that entirely because it, the people that like Fast and Furious... Sorry, sorry, I'm going to make one of those statements that I like to make right now where I offend About everyone. About movies you've never seen, mind you. Yeah, why I, where I offend everyone despite the fact that I've never actually seen anything. Uh, the people that like Fast and Furious clearly like Pitbull as well. Just saying. And that's a negative thing, by the way, if you hadn't wow. noticed. Okay. Just okay. saying. Basically, I'm saying idiots, Janine. Oh, so I'm Sorry. an idiot now. But that doesn't matter what you think, Morgan, <laughs> because I get to make you watch whatever I want you to watch that you haven't seen, and you haven't seen those movies, so it's happening. So you can insult yeah. me, you can insult the people all you want. <laughs> you know it's only fun movies. insulting. I don't mean it. <laughs> I don't mean all the So people, if you do not like the cruel things Morgan said, if you do not he like will be me. punished in due time. Just oh, know yeah. that. <laughs> all the all all the punishment. I need all the punishment. I'm like Dobby, the house elf. I need to be punished. For every bad thing that I do. Um, <laughs> Just hit yourself in the face with the lamp and you'll be okay. I've never ironed my own hands, though. I've not got to that stage yet. <laughs> which I'm quite thankful about. Um, well, you might get to that stage halfway through our uh, Fast and Furious. During the Fast and Furious. I might iron my own face. <laughs> iron your eyes shut just so you yeah. won't have to watch them. Pick yes. my eyes out with a spoon. I'm telling you, if you just <laughs> let it happen, you may have fun. You don't know that yet. No, I know. I do know that. Okay. I I know. I I I know. I, I'm only playing it up for the bit, Janine. 
I'm only playing it up for a bit. My 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 thought process has now been revealed to everybody. I am only Thank playing you. it up. I am only playing Way it up for the Way to kill the illusion. Good grief. Well, you know me. Killing the illusion is my middle name. Morgan, kill the illusion, Robinson, they call me. Yeah. They call That's me that. Ring to it. They, they call me that. You know, they. You know who they are? They. They. They them. are they. They are them. Them. That's who they are. <laughs> ah. Men in Black 3. What a silly movie. Trace. What a fun movie. Trace, as it can be called. Yes. Men in Black Trace. Uh, Men in Black Tracing Paper. Do you ever use no. Tracing Paper? You know what Tracing Paper is? Is that a British thing? That is a British thing. That's That can't possibly be a British thing. Uh, tracing Paper is a British thing. That's like a term? Like, what, what do you mean? It's a piece of paper that you use to trace things. Okay, yeah. We have Tracing Paper. That was just weird. Random. I know, but you know I like to do word association. (laughs) (laughs) And my brain does not really do a good word association. It usually comes up with something that follows on or sounds like the thing that's just been said. For example, you just said trace. Not trace. Well, you yes, you did mean three in Spanish, but I thought you meant tracing paper. (laughs) No. Tres. Uno, dos, tres. I don't know Spanish. I'm... I I don't know. <laughs> I never learned Spanish. Yeah, I, I did learn. There's much use for it in uh, the UK, but well, hey. we have Spain not far away, so maybe there is a little bit yeah, of use. Yeah, well then, get on it. Uno, dos, tres. You know what my favorite thing is is that people that don't realize that Spanish is not. Mexico's language, it's Spain's language. Spain's language, yes. Um, Idiots and negro tres. Yeah, you're just saying words right now. Men in black three. Ah, men in black three is a great movie. I really like negro tres. Janine, I've really liked watching the men in black movies. I've really enjoyed it. It's been very, like I said, it's been very similar experience to me watching the John Wick movies. Even though yeah, there's now a fourth. it's a nice original idea, yeah. like John Wick. Not a regurgitation of something that remake, reboot, whatever. It's an actual original idea, and they've kind of built off of it. Uh, two wasn't so great, but this one actually was really fun and had a lot of heart and emotion and tied back nicely to the first one so you could kind of see how this one ended and that relationship with J and K and then kind of revisit the first one and be like oh so that's kind of why he's been keeping an eye on him why he chose him and build on that bond that you got and that chemistry from the first one so I thought that was really nice yeah really a a worthwhile third movie I think one that yeah. works really well in the series. I'm not sure how the fourth one will play Men in Black International because uh, it evidently takes a bit of a, a change. I don't know. Is is Will Smith, does he make some sort of weird cameo? I'm sure he gets his usual, oh, well, those agents are retired or something. Yeah, <laughs> Like just I don't one know. line of dialogue that will explain away. Or I'm sure there'll be a portrait. There's a portrait. I'm pretty sure that I saw a portrait in the trailer. He will get portrait reference just like Independence Day too. 
Okay. Which is really that. They just did a they just did a portrait reference of him in the White House. And yeah. Well, I do not know what is going to happen in Men in Black International, but if we're going what everybody else thinks, which we tend to never do, uh, we'll hate the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't see how I'd that's say possible. Most people are lukewarm on it. They say it's like fun. It's middle of the road. It's not much of a departure from what was done in these three movies. So, well, yeah. we'll be uh, we'll be giving all our thoughts on that one next week on the show yes but uh we wanted to and sort of wrap up today because janine got to do something really fun last weekend and i, did. I want you to talk about that right now and tell everybody what all the fun stuff you did was so Collider Live asked me to do some press coverage on the Ghostbusters Fan Fest. So this was a big Ghostbusters event to celebrate the 35th anniversary of the movie. Um, they knew I was a huge fan of these movies. And, you know, growing up, Ghostbusters was the first time I heard my name in a movie. So to see a character named Janine was like a big deal. And just the spectacle of that movie, the effects of that movie, the comedy, um, Ernie Hudson, like, you know, I kind of grew up in an area where there weren't a lot of people that looked like me. And so I grew up, you know, loving movies. So I was always kind of looking for representation in movies that I really enjoyed. So seeing Ernie Hudson be such a big part of that movie and him being the audience perspective just was like cool to see a character like that. So that's kind of why Ghostbusters is super special to me. So I was really happy that they sent me to this event to cover it and just experience it. So I saw a bunch of celebrities there and great panels with like the voice actors from the animated series. So Dave Coulier was there, Maurice uh, LaMarche, you know, he's like, he was the voice of Egon in the series. He also, you know, voiced uh, Brain, Pinky and the yeah. Brain. So um, uh, Harold Ramis's daughter was there. I got to ask her a question. Um, and yeah, they had like the secondary cast there. So like uh, the couple from the be the beginning of the first movie, you know, they're like the guy who's getting electrocuted mm -hmm. um, when you first meet uh, Bill Murray's character. Um, the guy who played the Statue of Liberty, and he was like the jogger ghost. The guy who um, was the marsh, uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, um, Egon's stunt double. Like, yeah. Um, and they kind of told a lot of cool stuff about how um, the one effects uh, company at the time was kind of all tied up with Steven Spielberg, so they kind of had to find a guy and he had to kind of create his own, they had to kind of create their own effects studio based off of what this one guy could do because the one effects studio at the time was all tied up doing work for Steven Spielberg. So they kind of had to create their own way of doing effects and designing these great ghosts and creatures and doing all the special effects. So I thought that was really cool. I got to hear some really great stories. Um, there were some great interviews with, um, Paul Feig and Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman. He kind of talked a little bit about um, the new movie that he's directing, the Ghostbusters 2020. He kind of dropped a couple things about that. Um, uh, we got to see some dailies from the original Ghostbusters movie. Um, so it was just so fun. Uh, Ray Parker Jr. and his band played Ghostbusters at the end of the night, like a big concert. It was really cool. 
um, just so much fun. And then I got to call into Collider Live and talk about the event yeah. and my experiences and who I saw and who I met. Yeah. And it was just a really great day and it was such a fun event and I was so lucky I got to cover that. So yeah, I was on the Sony back lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. I guess, uh, I guess we should say if you haven't heard uh, Janine's full detail uh detailed talk about detailed discussion on uh the this ghostbusters fan event go and watch i believe mm, last monday's collider live collider live uh, yeah I, check my social media yeah. i have lots of pictures and videos and all kinds of stuff so yeah it was so fun i was so lucky i got to cover that so yeah yeah was uh sounded very very fun and uh, gotta was. meet all, meet and see all these people, and it was great. And uh, you, we talked about effects enough today. Uh, Ghostbusters, a movie where the effects still look great. So uh, yes, yeah. There you go, Men in Black Three. Ghostbusters looks way better. Learn something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's great. I like how the the uh, they had to sort of bring you know um what what am i trying to say they had to create their own basically effect studio from this one dude uh because yeah and so he was there talking kind of talking about it and he was basically talking about a lot of the ghosts and things that inspired him were all based on uh drugs like <laughs> these drug fuel well it was like, 1984 image, imagery so <laughs> Yeah, so that's basically he made that joke about how yeah, basically I got a lot of these ideas based on like these drug fueled like images. And I like that though. Like, okay, I I'm re- I actually really like that. Yeah, uh, that is very so. They, yeah, they just kind of had to fig- figure things out on their own because there were no other big really effects studios at the time that could do it. So I thought that was really cool. And that guy built his whole basically career. Mm-hmm. I think they had like a $30 million budget. And so they went to this guy and gave him like $5 million of the $30 million budget and said, Hey, what can you do for us? And so that guy basically with that, you know, he built his whole like studio and everything was great. Yeah. Really great hearing that. So, yeah. And like you said, uh, you know, ILM and George Lucas and Spielberg aren't likely to share their effects team with anybody. (laughs) <laughs> oh no so yeah they had to figure it out on their own and it bred some really great memorable imagery and stuff like that and, it really did um yeah just some great discussions like it was a really sweet moment like jason reitman turned to his dad and just told him you know you're the best storyteller i know and you know i never wanted to revisit this movie or even direct it i've been saying that for years because you know it's just so you know i I don't think I could do it justice that you did, but I'm doing it for the fans. I'm doing it for you. And then he turned to Paul Feig and kind of told him, you know, you're like the SWAT leader who kicked in the door and took all the bullets. (laughs) Um, But you kicked in that door and made it possible for anybody to be a Ghostbusters. You told that story that showed that anybody could be a Ghostbuster. And so it was just a really nice moment. A lot of great moments and stories and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's really special. I mean, it's very true. I can't imagine the uh, amount of uh, I don't want to say hate, but the amount of abuse that Paul Feig has probably got. 
over the last few years. Um, yeah, and he kind of addressed it. He was like, yeah, maybe not everybody felt that way, but this is what I was trying to do, yeah. and I'm really proud of that. So it was really yeah. nice. Yeah, That's why I, I like that Reitman said that to him, because it, it's true. It's very true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so much fun. But, Janine, it's not the only fun thing that you're doing recently, because you there is a, there's a nice big Schmodown event oh, coming yes. up. So um, this Saturday, yeah. uh, streaming live, you can get the live stream at uh, Um is the Schmodown Collision. So it's going to be four, I believe, four pretty big matches going on. I will be competing in one of them, which is the Manager Bowl. There's a little twist on it this year. Um, the competitors will actually be competing for their managers and whoever wins their manager will get control of the league for a month. So we'll see if I can pull out the W for my man, Jay Washington. Yeah, we have every faith. <laughs> we need, go and do it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, we do have some stiff competition. So we oh, will see. Sure. But look, uh, it's a it's a tough league. Any win is phenomenal yes. these days in the Schmodown. Uh, any little victory yep. you can get. But, uh, yeah, is it, this, is it the Schmodown's um, second major event of the year? Or is it the, like the it summer is. event that they... Yeah, so it's like the big mid-year event. Yeah. So they've been doing all these cool live events all throughout the year. Every month they try to do a live event somewhere. Um, but... This time they are doing the collision live. So yeah. it'll be streaming live. You can get the link at uh, schmodownlive.com and check it out. If you're a patron, I believe you'll get the link um, if you're a patron at a certain tier. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You know, so that's going to be the live event for June. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm super exciting. It'll be this Saturday, June 22nd. <laughs> so yeah. Obviously, we are big Schmodown fans um, on this show. Of course, because one of the members of this show is a competitor herself, and I happen to be <laughs> a a big fan. I would hope so. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, along with the 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 manager bowl that Janine will be competing in, I believe you are getting Kevin Smets versus Mike Kalinowski. Oh I yeah, believe. to see who goes and plays Rachel Cushing for the belt um, uh, at Comic-Con yeah, in July. The, so that should the, be super exciting. In a geekdom, um, I think it's fair enough to say that this show is pulling for Kevin Smets. Kevin Smets, <laughs> the smasher, match. yes, um, all the way, all the not way. Only, He's not, so going to take it. I'm going for him all the way. Not only because we yeah. are very for Kevin Schmitz, but we are very against Mike Kalinowski. Mike Kalinowski. So, yes, I will be playing Mike soon as well. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Long yeah. time in the making. So. Uh, yeah, very, very long yeah. time. It'd be, be a lot of fun. But you are also getting, I believe, uh, the team title rematch as well. Uh, between the Shy Wolves and the Odd Couple that will be yes. going. Yes. So we'll see if they can get the belts back. That's the big main event. That should be incredible, yes. as, as, as you would expect from those guys. And a fourth match is... Polyama and Liz Shannon Miller, I believe. Yes, so, so that's yeah. what you're going to get. Um, 
So get that live stream and check it out. I believe it starts at 3 p.m. PST. Yes, PST. Yeah. So, yeah. Check it out. It's going to be awesome. Wonderful. Go and check that out, guys. Go and check uh, Janine's uh, little discussion she had on the Ghostbusters fan fest on uh, last Monday's Collider Live. That's not this Monday that's just gone. That's last week uh, she was on there uh, talking about uh, about Ghostbusters and all the fun stuff she got up to there. She's been on Collision coming up featuring our very own machine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we have our fourth... Oh, and... Oh, and what? Tomorrow... Tomorrow. We'll be putting up a poll. Very true. Yes. So our next movie we'll be talking about is Men in Black International. But yeah. our bonus film will be a bonus Will Smith movie and that Morgan hasn't seen. So we will be putting up a poll and you guys can pick what our bonus Will Smith movie will be for our last week of the Will Smith run. So yes. check out on the socials um, for that poll. It'll be up for about a week and you guys can pick what Morgan watches next. Yeah, for the to, to round out the Will Smith series before the uh, the weird car movies start with Vin Diesel. <laughs> yes. And uh, <clears throat> I guess I have to say I'm looking forward to that because if I don't say I'm looking forward to that, then it will just come off as very negative. And I don't like to do that, Janine. I like to try and be yes, as positive as possible. Positive around here. And I like to try and do it. I like to try and do it. It's going to be hard with weird car movies with Vin Diesel. Which is what I'm going to call them. I'm not going to call them their actual name. I'm, I've decided to call them Weird Car yeah, Movies with Vin Diesel. Not all of them have Vin Diesel. Weird Car Movies with someone related to Vin Diesel. <laughs> we, if you say so. Weird Car Movies that are sometimes directed by James Wan. Okay. Or one time directed by James Wan. I don't know. <laughs> Why did James Wan direct a weird car movie? Go back to directing horror. You'll anymore. see. Maybe that one will be your favorite. Quite possibly. Because, you know, James Wan's yeah. great. So, uh, yes. yeah. Look out for all the fun stuff, guys, coming up. And, uh, Janine, you are going to be on It's a Wonderful Podcast this week. I am. Uh, because the... Uh, Nolan, uh, Nolan's announcement last week. If you if you pay attention to it, it's a wonderful podcast. If you listen over there, uh, it's on this same feed. It's just the other show that we produce, um, and it is the 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 OG, the older show, the namesake of the whole feed. Uh, Nolan will be unavailable for the foreseeable future. Uh, we don't know exactly how long, but the announcement was made um, in last Friday's episode, if you want to go and check that out. But Janine will be coming on for this week, if not for other weeks as well, in the foreseeable future. And, uh, well, we might as well share it now. I often don't share which movie we're, we're doing until the day, but I picked, and I finally get to force Janine to watch a movie that I want to watch on this on, on one of these shows. And I'm so excited because we're watching The Lion in Winter with Peter O'Toole and Catherine Hepburn because I really wanted to watch a historical movie. And uh, it's about Henry well, I'm the II. I'm very excited, so 
Catherine the Hepburn's the best. That I will appear on. Um, I am low key calling it. Janine hasn't seen because yeah. I'm pretty sure anything we watch on that podcast will be things I haven't seen. But I've you know heard these performances are amazing, and I do need to catch up on my classics and my historical classics at that. So I am actually very excited to watch this movie and discuss it with you. So any Catherine Hepburn movie has a phenomenal performance i'm just gonna tell you that right now she is the best actress of all time she is that's just a fact oh, screw meryl streep excited <laughs> no don't screw meryl streep meryl streep's great as well still that is what's coming up it's a lot of fun we are changing up it's a wonderful podcast a bit janine's coming on other people are coming on uh, until no, until whatever time Nolan can return, I don't know when that will be. So it's going to be a oh, hell of a lot of fun. In. in the meantime, be, it's going to be fun. Yes. And more Morgan hasn't seen is coming up. Get your live stream tickets for the Schmodown Collision as well at schmodownlive dot com for this coming Saturday. And uh, yeah, I guess that's going to do it. So. Until next week, when we are talking about uh, Thor and Valkyrie, who are now turning into many black agents, and nobody seems to like that, but I might. <laughs> and Janine might as well. I guess. Janine, let's do it at the same time. We've been getting a little bit better with it. Bye! Bye.